never know where life is going to take you. Some people know exactly where they want to be and go for it full throttle. Others just stumble upon it organically, and then there are those who just follow their intuition. This is a podcast about reaching your personal best through resilience, motivation, and passion. This is Mark My Words. Hello everybody and welcome to Mark My Words and today I feel like I have a little bit of a kindred spirit on the show with me. She is a writer and author and her name is Berget Itse. Did I get that right, Berget? Perfect, Mark. Perfect. Perfect. All right. I every episode that I have somebody a name that I haven't really heard much, I always try to get it right. So uh welcome to the show, Berget. And uh I usually try to run down everything for everybody and uh introduce everything they do, but you're doing so much. I'm just going to pitch it over to you. Uh, let's hear everything that you're doing right now. Uh, thank you, for Mark, for, for having me and inviting me to your podcast. Uh, yeah, you mentioned two of the most important ones. Uh, I'm a writer and I'm the author of this uh, happiness book, Becoming Happy. And um, it is... Um, it is a good day to record this podcast, uh, and I believe there are no coincidences. When we set this interview, I didn't know, but I found out later that today that when we are recording, which is the first day of spring, but it is also International Happiness Day. So um, on my website, uh, I introduce myself as a writer and a speaker because I do a lot of speaking events, uh, whether it's podcasts or in groups. Um, and I've done them during my previous life as well. So I, I feel um, that now I have uh, things to say and talk about more than ever, um, not only because of my journey, but because of, you know, um, having the courage uh to be who i've always wanted to be and you know i'm so happy that you know on happiness day uh i'm very happy that i actually went back to your instagram profile because you posted a really great picture and blurb about happiness day and what it means to you and yeah before we get into all the great stuff that you're doing with your writing i'd love to go back and have you tell the story of uh how what this day means to you and where you've been and how your journey like how does this day affect you um let's say my my whole life has been a journey like we all have but the the change uh, of the course maybe started about two years ago. Um, I don't know the exact date, but uh, I found out that um, I, I was looking for so many answers 
and I thought I didn't find them. Uh, and I ended up in a point where I felt like I'm not enough of my life and my life is not certainly enough for me. And just lately, uh, when I was writing this post that you saw on Instagram, and I'm soon going to reach to that, what it really means, is that um, I search for happiness. Like, really, I, I'm next month, I'm going to be 40. Uh, and I can say for my whole life, I've searched for happiness and I wanted to be happy. And I've looked for other people. They seem so happy. And I, I can say I envied them. Because I felt I wasn't. I felt like some, something is missing, something crucial. So uh, what I did subconsciously, um, because, um, you know, when you see someone else being so happy, you try to be a bit more like them. Because you feel like they have something you don't. So you're kind of trying to um, imitate what they're doing, just copy them um well try it out whether it works for you and um i was a spicy child <laughs> to say the least <laughs> i was i was climbing trees i was climbing rooftops so um i misbehaved a lot and um i can't say i had a bad childhood no no my mom was uh, having like nerves of steel raising me I can say that for sure. <laughs> so I have a son and I can say he's way better than I used to be. <laughs> so, and I, I understood probably subconsciously that I made my mom unhappy as well because of my behavior. And I, I have an older brother and a younger sister. And I felt like they were doing so much better. Well, I couldn't be my brother because I, I was a girl. So I was trying to be a bit more like my sister, but I felt at the same time she was a bit boring. So I, you know, I was struggling before a bit between um, being happy and between, um, you know, being a bit more like a girl. Uh, and it, it continued. It continued throughout my teenage years. I was trying to be like my classmates, my friends. Uh, the same happened during high school and even in university and later. And I just didn't get it, you know, why I'm not um, doing great, why I still don't have the things other, ha other people have, why I'm still struggling. In relationship, everything, because I was trying so hard to be like someone else because they were happy. But let's say about 15 months ago, I made a decision that I'm going to be me. I'm going to do me. So I let it all out. And um, I can say happiness is a decision decision to be you to do you um sometimes you have to make that decision every single day every single hour every single minute so uh, now i can say i'm happy 
Of course, I have moments in my life when I cry my heart out or when I'm annoyed at something, but I've learned to understand myself. I've learned to understand how my mind works, how my brain works, and how my emotions and thinking are so tightly together. So if I want to, that's the question. If I want to, I can easily bring back to myself that smiley place. It's all about understanding what you're thinking when you're frustrated or when you feel like a failure or, or whatever. It's just bring it back. So it's really interesting. You said you made the decision about 15 yeah. months ago and yeah. you found much more happiness because you started thinking more about yourself and living more for yourself and yeah. it reminds me of a place I was in not only in my early 30s but also in like my mid to late 30s where I had two crossroads where I first of all not that I really like talking about this a whole lot but I made a decision to kind of like distance myself from uh, my family in particular. It just wasn't really making me happy. Like a lot of things going yeah. on just really didn't make me happy. And I think many people would say, well, that's crazy. Why would you do that? Well, the result of that has been that I've never looked back. I've been happier over the past, oh my gosh, 10, 11 years than I've ever been. And yeah. it's been very freeing to make that decision to say, I'm not going to let all that stuff weigh me down anymore. I'm going to live for myself. I mean, even if it was just a trial run, you know, I needed to at least try it. And I suppose I'm still on that trial run because it's been quite a few years. But um, the other crossroad for me was career just wasn't really happy so I could cut to the chase a little so I can let you talk more uh, I received like a buyout package from my company I took well they offered it I always say I received it they just they offered it that's the word so they offered it I took it and I didn't really find like a job similar to it which is kind of what led me to where I'm at now because I started taking like contract work, doing a lot of technical stuff, which I'm still doing. But I found I wasn't like as fulfilled as I was when I was like a manager. So that led to a lot of soul searching and it led to me meeting all kinds of great people like you. And I kind of like made that decision that look, instead of chasing the rise up the corporate ladder so much, I'm going to live for myself a little bit. And the result of that, even though I'm still chasing after my own dreams, I'm living more for myself. And the combination of the two things, living for myself in both of those areas, has made a world of difference. And I can tell just by how you're talking and how you present everything with your work that I see the happiness within you. 
Thank you. Uh, it was a bit similar, but this at the same time very different because I thought it was my work that made me unhappy. I thought that, you know, just I because when I made the decision, you know, I had everything in my life that you kind of you're supposed to be happy. Um, my parents are alive, had healthy siblings. They were doing fine. Uh, friends, family support network around me. I lived in my own house, four bedroom house. I had a huge garden around it and, and like um, almost three hectares of land. So I lived in a beautiful countryside. Uh, there were cherry trees, apple trees, pears, plums, all in my garden. Um, yeah, very uh, safe area, as I said, countryside, uh, beautiful Estonian countryside. And I had a decent job. Uh, most of my mortgage was paid. Like wow. three quarters of my mortgage was paid. Um, I had a very supportive boyfriend. Um, I have a good and, and, and a happy child. You know, just I, I drove around with a good looking proper car. So in many ways, I was supposed to be happy, and I wasn't. Have you? And I thought, I thought it was my job. I thought it was because uh, we didn't move together with my boyfriend. So I was looking for the reasons outside of myself, and um, there were signs like the urge to write. Um, I think it was part of my journey that about two years ago in may you've mentioned my instagram account um i started it about two years ago in may and i started it because the urge to write was so strong that i i just didn't want to fight it anymore i tried decided that i'm going to surrender to it so i started an instagram account but it was just a private blog uh, and the reason I started it, not just, let's say, um, wrote it um, on notebooks or a computer, was that my way of writing is I see a picture, uh, an image, the, all the photography, um, except the one I'm on, is uh, my own. So I take a picture and there are just words or uh, sometimes there are words and, and I see a picture. And oh, that goes with that. So this is how my mind works. And then I needed a place to put it down, the picture and the text. And that moment, Instagram was the first idea. So I just, okay, there it goes. But as I mentioned, it was just for myself. And it took me about four or five months when I found the courage to share what I'm writing. And the person I was sharing with was, um, she still is a therapist, uh, someone who knows a lot about broken souls and how to fix them. And she told me, Birgit, you need to publish this. People need what you're writing and how you are writing. And my brain just rejected that idea momentarily, like, no. Who am I to publish a book? Who am I? 
you know, I'm, I'm that moment. I was just a marketing specialist. I've yeah, I worked as a journalist for almost 13 years in life. But you know, I'm I'm living in the countryside. I'm like I'm like nobody. So I was like, yeah, sure. I didn't argue with her, but I was like, yeah, sure. You know, yeah, one day maybe, yeah. And uh, um, I think a, a couple of weeks later, I read one of the stories to my mom and she started crying. And that was the moment when I thought, okay, maybe it's good. Well, and you know, sometimes we're our own worst critic. I mean, yeah. where I said at the top of the show that I felt like we were kindred spirits. So first of all, the first project that I worked on coming out of my corporate job was a blog and also writing a book because I had like going back 20 years now, even more than that, oh boy, going back a long ways, I had a dream of writing a book, like an actual like novel, something I started but still haven't finished up, I should add. So some of that has to do with time. But nonetheless, I started up a blog and I felt that urge to like write. Mm. And I still feel that urge because when I do have time, I've been writing, like I wrote poetry towards the end of last year. Like I feel that I wish I had more time to do it and actually publish something. And I can understand your intimidation because when people were talking to me about, hey, you should post video content. Have you ever thought about starting up a podcast? I was like, me? Like, who am I mm. to start yeah. a podcast? Like, who's gonna like listen to me? Like, my voice is a little unusual. So it's like, who's gonna listen to that? Like, you know, I'm not exactly, you know, a 10 out of 10 looks wise. Like, who's gonna wanna watch me post video content and I had all these thoughts you know just imposter syndrome and that's not to say I got through that and I think I am a 10 out of 10 but I at least got through that barrier of like you know I can do this I am worth something and my yeah. words and what I have to say is worth something and I feel like in a lot of ways we've kind of gone through the same thing if I'm not mistaken I think a lot of people go through that and um, um, maybe my journey is a bit unusual because I know um, uh, people uh, around me, some of them have read uh, those self-development books uh, for years and I didn't do that. For me, um, when people were mentioning uh, personal growth or self-development, Self-development sounded like self-help for me. And self-help was very pretty close to depression. And uh, I'm not just throwing out words here. I know what depression is because I had it after my child was born. So that um, that was the, the idea that I rejected, like even thinking about that um this is not my way of dealing things 
So I, I didn't have like a stack of self-help books at my home or desk and, and just reading them uh, years and years and looking for answers. But there was, um, a, I had a lot of conversations and I, I didn't listen to podcasts or anything. I just had this idea that, you know, there's something else. There is something else. And now I can say I'm, I was right. I was right about myself. And um, uh, of course, it was scary to do that decision. I, I sold my house back in Estonia. So, um, and I moved to Scotland within eight weeks. So, uh, yeah, some of my belongings are still in a storage house in, in Tallinn, but it partly has to do with the, uh, the worldwide lockdown and all that. But um, I haven't, like, I don't have a backup plan. I, I came to Scotland to become a writer. Uh, my debut book was published in May 2020. I was living in Scotland, but the publisher is in Estonia. And yes, I can say that I wrote this book on Instagram and then I put it together. And from the first call to my publisher, it took eight, eight weeks to, to get it published. So, um, and now, yeah, what you've seen on Instagram now is uh, the second book that I'm putting together. So, um, I'm aiming for April to, to celebrate my birthday. But um, let's see if uh, the universe works with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, while I'm thinking about it, so we got the writing part and maybe I'm not like understanding because I saw some beautiful photography and at first I thought that you did some of that photography, but it looks like it might have been somebody else. Can you talk about all that amazing photography? You mean the nature images? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, these are just mine. I uh, And I, just to, to encourage maybe, I don't want to, um, uh, I don't say I'm a photographer. I just take pictures because I'm, I don't even have a proper camera, to be really honest. I'm using my Samsung phone, my smartphone to take those images. And I, I don't use any filters. I don't edit them later. Uh, only when the, the horizon is a bit um, uh, tilted, then I fix the horizon. But that's it. I'm, I'm a very lazy what comes to post editing photos. So the nature images are all mine. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And thank you. I don't know why I thought, because I thought I read somewhere that they were taken by somebody else, but these mine. are amazing. Wow. Like, uh, there are a couple of images that my son has taken with my okay. phone. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. Um, of course, the images. Uh, when I'm running around there or being on a photo, these are taken by a professional photographer. And mm. in that case, if someone else has taken the photo, I always mention. Yeah. So if the photographer is not mentioned, then it's mine. Yeah, because I'm looking at uh, Pixbear right now. Yeah. And these were all taken by you. Yeah. These are gorgeous. These are really, really good. Like, Thank wow. you. Yeah, it makes uh, 
some of the stuff my wife and I have been doing look, uh, well, I don't want to talk out on us, but definitely, <laughs> definitely not as good as this. This is absolutely stunning, some of these images. Wow. So You just know. have to be patient for the moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess uh, you have maybe a little more time for the moments than I do. Wow, that's just... We all have 24 hours in a day. It is up to us how we use that time. Fair enough. No, I totally agree. Um, so speaking of time, if I can backtrack a little bit and talk about some of the early days of your journey. So I see that you wound up majoring in arts and media, which I'm guessing based on your path was mostly like journalism based. Is that correct? Um, I started a radio production uh, at university. Uh, and yeah, I was working in Estonian National Broadcasting Company uh, uh, during my last years and after graduation. And later I was working for a, about seven years for a local newspaper. Uh, and there I did, um, you know, it is the, the charming side of uh, small newspapers where you have just five journalists. You can do everything. Um, I, I interviewed people. I wrote my stories. Of course, we had editors and, and proofreaders. But uh, we did online media as well. Um, I took photos. Um, I was in front and behind the video camera. So I learned a lot and I could do uh, long interviews, short interviews, live broadcasts. So uh, yeah, host events. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So you were growing up, was journalism and writing something that was a passion of yours or is it something you just discovered along the way? Well, um, the, th the thing is that uh, we've talked about this uh, a lot, uh, let's say, during the last one and a half years with my mom and uh, with my friends, and I've thought about it. And when I put together my CV and had to describe, like, my achievements or my tasks, then I found out that throughout all my positions, all my, throughout all my professional life, I've been writing. And if there hasn't been no opportunity to write um, this profession, I created it. I've started some blogs. Uh, uh, I was, yeah. So when it hit me um, and I mentioned it to my mom or my friends, they were like, yeah, like you've been talking about years becoming a writer. You, you've been a writer the whole time. And um, I think when I was about 25, I really started dreaming about, you know, writing books and, and being a book author. Um, and in 2006, I put together a, a small booklet uh, with my poems just as a Christmas present to my loved uh, and, and close ones. So um, there was just 100 of them, but... Um, uh, I didn't share out 100 copies. Um, so, um, yeah, I did a lot of writing. And uh, when I lived in the countryside, uh, I 
I've discovered uh, those long, long um, reflections, uh, observations with nature. And uh, lately, I've gone through my old diaries, my journals, um, and I discovered that I've really written my poems everywhere. Tissues, uh, bus tickets, um, receipts, you name it, I have them everywhere. <laughs> and when I was uh, looking like what I was writing, then uh, just I read one of my journal entries uh, from when I was about 18 or 19, and it described how there was a, you know, do we really know about clouds? Like, sometimes we wish the clouds to behave one way, but the clouds don't listen to us because we don't listen to clouds as well. So that conversation between clouds and humans and, and you know, could there be a connection? I was like, wow, I wrote that? I was 18? I did that? Yeah, I'm really proud of myself. That's pretty profound. I, I definitely didn't write anything that good when I was 18. So, wow, that's amazing. Well, I I didn't see myself as a writer when I was 18. I I hit this journal a lot, and and I I remember some of the journals uh, that I've read, um, just side to side with those uh, really really good. I can say now that they're really really good uh, ideas. Like the next bullet point was that who's going to read it anyway? This is just, you know, I'm being a smart ass here. So wow. there was a huge self-doubt. The next sentence I was like, oh, my God, what a journey you have had. And I'm so glad that I have kept those journals and I have get, kept my diaries because I remember for so many times I've moved quite a lot in my life. And I remember that temptation just to throw them into the fire. And I'm so glad I didn't. I'm glad you didn't as well. And I know there's uh, there's some stuff that I'm glad I discarded. So kind of like my first blog from years ago, I think I read, like went back to it somehow. I was like, oh boy, I don't know what I was talking about here. So some stuff is better left in the past, but I, I'm glad that you held on to that and held on to uh, your belief. Like there must have been some kind of belief within you, even with that doubt. I think you knew that you had something. And I mean, I'm even going through, you were a project manager, program manager, but it all revolves around writing. So yeah. It does. And uh, about your blog, Mark, uh, I think you shouldn't be uh, too hard on yourself because uh, there are people who are going through the same journey. You know, there are people who uh, are reading this and they are about the same age uh, when you were when you wrote this. So they might feel that they, this is very relatable to them. So I, I don't think we should um, delete. And if anybody is writing and writing just to themselves, I think it's rather selfish if you have a gift to just keep it to yourself. Um, let's say um, 
why I'm saying this, I have a lot of things just on my notebooks as well, but I'm sharing my writing. Um, although I know that not everybody might not like it, but I'm focusing on those who might like it and who might need it. Um, we have teachers, they have talent in teaching. We have doctors, they have talent and uh, just helping other people. Uh, we have people who have talent in, um, you know, building houses, building roads, doing different things. They, they all face feedback daily. Um, what creatives, why they are hiding their work is that they are afraid of feedback or sometimes it's critic. So no, not just every feedback with criticism, but it's just one form of feedback. And other professionals are facing feedback every day, every hour. So, and just to keep your talent to yourself, just imagine a world where teachers would teach only their own children. Doctors would treat only themselves or their closest family members. And you are writing to yourself, you are keeping to yourself, your talent. That's not well, fair. No, and everything you're saying, because I'm a little bit of a goofball, it's making me think of Back to the Future with George McFly and how he kept wanting to keep his writing to himself. And you have Marty going back to the past and he's like, you know, it might be pretty good. And then when he goes back to uh, 1985, he is an author. So somehow that, sometimes all you need is to just have a talk with yourself or somebody else needs to see it and encourage you because I've had a lot of people encouraging me about doing this podcast and it's made a world of difference. I'm pretty sure without all that encouragement, I never would have done this. We would not be talking right now. So sometimes you need another pair of eyes and just gotta believe that there's some value there. Uh, that's partly true. But uh, the thing is that um, uh, once again, I'm, I'm going back to my relationship with mom. Uh, and she knows that um, because we've openly discussed it, that uh, throughout my life, I was looking for her approval. I wanted her to like me, to to say that I'm doing a good job and, and I'm being a good girl and she's proud of me. And the thing is that she did it all the time, but I just didn't listen because I wanted her to do it my way, but I didn't know what the my way was because I wasn't being me. I was trying so busy trying to be someone else. So uh, where you should look first is, as you mentioned, you know, looking yourself. Is it something you want to do? Like deep in your heart, is it something that you know makes your eyes pop and sparkle and and excited and gets your imagination going? Is it something like that? And if it is, 
you don't need an extra validation. Yeah, it, it makes your heart sing when others are saying, yeah, it's a good idea. You just go for it. It makes it so much easier. But one of the, the good questions that my best friend asked me and what made me to do that decision um, was uh, I was sobbing and I was crying. Like um, I felt miserable. And she asked me, Birgit, you've been talking years how you want to be a writer. You've been talking for years that you want to go and live in Scotland. You're 38. I'm asking you, when? When are you going to do this? When are you going to live your own life? You're so busy living everyone else's life. Who's going to live yours? And you know, that's when you made the decision to, yeah. even though you are responsible for where you are now, it, along with that conversation, I mean, do you think that you would be doing any of this without that kind of encouragement or those words? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, like a mental slap on my face. It cut my tears and it really made me think because I wasn't thinking. I thought I was thinking, but I wasn't really thinking. And she was right. I was busy. And I, I as I've mentioned before, I was so busy trying to be like everybody else. So I didn't have time to be me or to figure out who I was. So what I did is I listened to her and I took a mindset coach and I went through a six month program and um, I, I was so determined to be me and to find out who the me really is. And um, this is why I'm here where I am. And I can't say I'm there because I'm planning to move forward um it, it is a, it is a great uh, self-discovery journey and uh, i'm finding out um great layers i'm finding out things that i want to improve um yeah as they say um uh, mistakes and challenges are the moments where you learn the most oh yeah i totally agree with that I could probably do a whole episode on that. Um, yeah, you're laughing at that, but it's so true. Well, well, I shared, if we're going back to my Instagram, I shared that this week my um, epic fail or just frozen fall story uh, in three parts. So um, and many people think it, it was a mistake and I'm mad and, and why did you do that? It wasn't necessary, but... Yeah, although it took me weeks to recover from the injury I caught from that photo shoot, and when people ask, would you do it again? Absolutely. It was fun. Yeah, and I i mean, considering where you were doing the photo shoot at, I think I would try it again too. So 
Yeah. You know, can't blame you for that. Um, <laughs> so you, so you spent many years writing for other people, other publications, and then you mentioned that you were always trying to uh, keep up with others. Did you find that that mentality made it easier for you to be the kind of writer that you were? Uh, not, you know, trying to keep up with artists. That definitely didn't. Because uh, I felt writing was the only moment I felt alive. When I felt like uh, that's me, that's free. Because I could totally forget everything around me and just go hours. I, I didn't need to eat. I it, my my toes were just cold but i didn't notice it i just wrote and it is still the same here i can go if i'm going into a writing mode then uh, um i forgot to drink water I, I forgot everything around me i'm really in that zone and i'm still writing for others with my business um i'm doing ghostwriting i'm helping other people to to put their books together I'm doing copywriting for for uh, businesses and and advertisement, and I'm just doing workshops, uh, not very often, but it's still um, sharing what I've uh, learned. So I'm I'm writing for others as well, but I'm yeah I'm writing for myself now more. Um, I feel free to put together poems or or um, the Instagram, and and that's that's a relaxing mode for me. So I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing today, because I caught somewhere along the line that there is a anniversary coming up for uh, Word Accord. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, Word Accord is my writing service business. Um, I created it last year, 22nd of April. And um, this, uh, that's my first ever business. I've never been a business owner before. And uh, it was uh, another crazy thing to do for me. Um, although people back in Estonia told me like, you should have your own business, you know, just you, you write, you're doing so much writing for others and you're offering services already. And I was like, nah, just stop it. I hate doing books. I, I just don't like going through all those legislations. It just makes my brain explode. That's not me. You know, just business, that's a huge responsibility. And here I am in a foreign country, foreign legislations and all that. that yeah, I, um, I have a lot of people helping me uh, in terms of, uh, yeah. So a uh, local business gateways uh, has been a great help and, and uh, other small business owners. Um, uh, as I mentioned, I do copywriting, I do ghostwriting um, and I, I share creative writing workshops. So um, I do them. Uh, so th this is what I do with, uh, with my, uh, my business. Wow. And uh, just for the record, uh, even though this podcast and everything that I do with it, it's like 99% me, but there's a reason that I have dragged my wife into this, even though she does really nothing with it, because I also like 
being a business person and managing all that, that is not my bag. Like I'm learning as I go along and I'm certainly willing to step up and have those conversations and take responsibility. But if I need to bounce anything off of anybody, it's going right to my wife because she's very good <laughs> business sense. And she's just like, huh? I'm like, you know, a part of this. I'm like, yeah, you are a part of this because I am I'm a creative person. I am not mm. a business person. So I can relate to that. And um, the name Word Accord, I knew that I wanted something with words to my business name, but Accord is actually, I live in Aberdeen and the the slogan of Aberdeen and there's even a, 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 a shopping centre called Bon Accord. And Bon Accord is very much part of Aberdeen's story and I'm so inspired by Aberdeen. So I, I was looking for like, how can I incorporate Aberdeen into my business? And and when I put those two together, word I caught, it was like, oh, that's playful. Oh, that just goes well so together. Um, I love the name. No, it's great. Thank you. Uh, so, um, yes, um, it is... Uh, uh it is my small thing and and um uh lately i've had the when i was reading those testimonials um it made really really happy and i'm very grateful for all the people that have who have trusted me and lately i was uh, shortlisted to scottish prestige awards so um it it has been a great year and when i'm talking about my customers it's just not scotland and aberdeen i'm very blessed to have customers all over the world uh, one of my customers in canada there are others who are in switzerland uh, estonian businesses have found me which is really uh, surprising because i just moved away from there and how come they they've just found me now so um, it has been a great, great year. And uh, when people are talking about 2020 or 2021 and being a bad or, or just, you know, so right off year, then I can say it has been right in. <laughs> um, and whoever wanted to go international, the 2020 was a great year for that um i don't think we've we've spoke right now without that 2020 and just you know looking for people elsewhere uh so um yes i i like the, like the quote and i kept reminding myself a quote by uh winston churchill um who said you cannot waste a good crisis yeah, and that's exactly what I think many of us tried not to do. And I feel like you have fully taken advantage of it. I mean, I'd love to ask if the situation last year slowed you down or made things difficult in any way, but you already pretty much answered that. It's a resounding no on your part. It did not slow you down. 
I know. No. I, I, it, it was a great acceleration. That was actually just, it flew me to the orbit, I would say. Yeah, I know for me, it was like a very emotionally draining year because I was one of the few people uh, that I know of that actually had to go into the office every day and uh, had to keep working and had to keep plugging through. And I'm working like right there with the media, listening to stuff about COVID all the time. I'm seeing it up on our monitors, on the news. And, you know, now I'm trying to deal with just myself and home. And mm. it, it was it was a lot. But I did not start this podcast because of COVID. I was going to do it anyway. And I almost feel like it did kind of change things a little bit because I was sharing the office with my wife. So I couldn't do quite as much as I wanted to, unlike this year where I'm just going nuts. I have so many guests, which is amazing. And I almost feel like this year has been more what I thought last year was going to be. So sometimes it just happens when it's supposed to happen. And I think that's the case with you. The time was right. There are no coincidences. Nope. Um, so let me ask you what the future looks like for your business. What's next for you? Uh, the upcoming month, um, I'd like to send out some uh, books that we are working with my customers now. And um, yeah, I'm ready to take in new jobs, uh, although my waiting list is about three months. So um, if you you've been told that you're you know you should publish your book and you don't feel like you're a writer or you don't have time to do that, then um, this is what I do and I love creating stories, putting them together and uh, ghostwriting. Maybe we should explain that is a, a service that has been existed I believe centuries. Uh, it is a service when someone else writes your book, but you'll be the author of it. Uh, so your name, Mark Smith, is uh, on on the cover, and you will get all the royalties, but you actually didn't write this book. You, or maybe you collaborated, you just had a couple of pages or half of it, but someone helped you to construct it, and uh, they are not even mentioned if that's the agreement. So uh, this is how um, I, I love saying that I'm not just a writer, I'm a story architect or sometimes collaborative writer uh, because um, many of my customers have few pages already written. So we go through them together and um, uh, you know discuss the structure, create the chapters, you know, just, decide how long this book is going to be. I'll advise them in going, you know, whether they want to go self-publishing or uh, finding a publisher. So what's the upcoming steps in terms of that? And I think, um, let's say maybe a year or a couple of years, I'm happy to do that. But after that, I'd really like to focus only on my own projects and speaking events. Uh, I'm 
yeah, as I mentioned, I feel like I have a lot of stories to to inspire people, uh, which I'm really helping to do. And and um, yeah, I started writing my first novel. Um, uh, not talking about that too much. I want to finish it first. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm more happiness books. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, do you feel that to be a writer, you have to have that like instinct, like it's, you feel like it's always been in you? Or do you feel like anybody can just pick up and become a writer? And if so, do they need to go through the avenues, like the kind of stuff that you offer? Or how, how do you feel about that, if that question is even clear? <laughs> it is clear, but it, it always comes down to what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, do they want to go through all the uh, there are a lot of courses you can even get a master's degree in fiction writing if you wish to and uh, there are a lot of free courses a lot of paid courses uh, in terms of character creation um if if being a writer is something that makes your heart sing then you will find ways to do that if um you want to write because uh you feel like the book could benefit your business then just think think through is that really something that you're really good at and you wanna aim towards or would you is your talent somewhere else and you could help other people more uh, by doing the things you're actually good at and you want to do and then just take the service of ghostwriting let someone else do it for you and and uh, you both will be happier and the results will probably be better and you're saving time as well and you're doing actually something you enjoy so so ghostwriting is for people who are not particularly enjoying writing or uh, but they understand how a book makes them an expert in their field like um and maybe having a book is is their dream, but they don't have con enough confidence to to write it. So um, there are just um, many reasons why people are looking and, and paying for ghost ghostwriters. Um, yeah, you, you got me thinking because I've been working on something for a really long time. I think I'm a good writer, but as I'm listening to you talk about what you do and the logic. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if somebody could do do what I'm trying to do better than me. So I don't like it. Well, that's not – if you think you're a good writer, I'm, I'm going to stop you. If you think you're a good writer, then uh, stop comparing yourself. Uh, in terms of writing, uh, what the main mistake what many people do is that they edit as they write. And then every time they start writing, they start by going through the, their pages they've already written and then they start editing and then they feel like I still have 20 pages. I only have still like 30 pages. So they don't feel like they're making progress. So this is where, why they stop. So to have a book, first you have to write it. The next thing is editing. 
If you don't write it, then you have nothing to edit. Fair enough. I'm comparing it. Yeah, I'm comparing it with cooking. Maybe more people can relate to that. So you want food, you want to eat something, but your your fridge is empty, your cupboards are empty. So what are you going to do? Okay, I'm doing grocery shopping. You're doing grocery shopping. You bring back, you bring food home. Then you have ingredients for your food. Uh, but if you don't cook the food, then you have nothing to eat. If you don't do groceries, you ha don't have anything to eat. So in order to have something ready, you have to do the, the steps before that. That's fair enough. No, I definitely have a lot down. I have this story because it's based on my own life. You just got me thinking, believe me, I'm, I'm probably too independent to just have the attitude of somebody's just going to do it for me. So you, you've got me thinking. I've never. That's good. That's good. I, That's what I'm hoping to do to get people thinking. I'm hoping your listeners will have at least one or two thoughts that they've taken out of this and to think about. Um, because thinking is a very, very great idea. You know, just it gets you to a lot of good places. Yeah, I, I just the way you laid out exactly what you do and how you help others it just got me to thinking about like wow you know what if i had somebody do that for me because i've been like have i've had this idea i've been writing and yeah i'm not really like editing a lot of what i'm doing i'm just flat out writing it but i know there's gonna come a point where i'm gonna need somebody to step in that's a whole nother topic for another time yeah. but you you got me thinking is probably what my point was so um before we uh go for today since i think we're running out of time i do want to bring the focus back to you and i want to uh ask how if anybody wants your services or wants to learn more about you how can they do that the easiest would go to my website, which is uh, um, birgit-itze.com. That's my first name and my last name. And all my socials are there. There is a contact formula if you want to get in contact. Um, uh, I do offer consultations as well. Like, let's say if people like, like you, Mark, they are not really sure what the process is about um yeah i can walk through the process as well um to give a bit one-on-one -on -one, uh consultations so um uh yeah i think my website would be the easiest way and and then there you find socials to linkedin to my instagram where i write my book uh and also to my facebook and your website is really nicely done. And uh, I think it's a total reflection of you and uh, the everything that you're inspiring to be. And uh, I really enjoyed talking to you today and appreciate you taking time out of your Saturday to uh, talk to me. I really appreciate it. 
Uh, thank you uh, for the compliments on the website. Uh, and uh, also, uh, once again, thank you for having me. I hope you have a wonderful spring. Spring is my favorite time of the year. Everything is awakening just within hours. Uh, nothing is the same. And um, I mentioned a word at the beginning. And I would like to leave you with another idea. I believe everybody is perfect. And everything you do is perfect. Uh, and spring is a good time to remind that. Um, I'm just going to go with a test. Uh, would you agree that nature is perfect? Oh, boy. Another test from a guest. Um... Yeah. <laughs> would you agree that nature is perfect with everything that it has i'm gonna say yes and the only reason i'm saying that is because i have found a lot of beauty in nature and have become more aware of it as i've gotten yep. older whether it's a horrible storm or you know everything is blooming Whatever yeah. it is, like I kind of find beauty in everything. Yes. So there are a lot of opposites, but all together, it's perfect. There are rains, there are droughts, uh, somewhere it's really cold. And then there are nights and days, a lot of opposites. And no hour is the same. No day is the same. If you look at one tree or one flower or one field, it is constantly changing. All the time there is change. So perfection is change. Constant mm -hmm. change around us. If you're looking at the sea, it is changing all the time. On a surface, deep down, it's not just all the same all the time. And human is a part of nature. So whether we want to or not, we are changing. So we are perfect. Well, and I... uh, if do you have a pen and paper, Mark, beside you? Uh, I don't, but I do have. You don't. Don't. Okay. Use your fingers then. Use your fingers. Okay. Um. Draw a plus into air. Okay. Like just when... with your finger. Yeah, like that. Okay. With one finger, draw a plus or on a table. Okay, I'm doing it right here. Okay. okay. Could you do it without drawing a minus into it? Um. With could I do it without drawing a minus into it? Yeah. Um... Can can you draw a plus without drawing a minus into it? No, you can't. That's the thing. There is minus in every plus. And you can make a plus out of every minus. It's whether you set your focus on it. And it, there has to be, okay, uh, maybe I'm talking about a bit woo-woo, uh, but let's go to physics we all have batteries we know what battery looks like there's plus and minus if you're taking minus out of the battery you don't have a battery 
That's very true. So you need to have opposites for perfection. I've never thought of that. Wow, you're uh, making me speechless at a time when I probably shouldn't be speechless. But yeah, yeah that is very true. So have your pluses, have your minuses, have your opposites and be so happy with them because that's what makes you perfect. All the change in you, all the opposites in you, the good and the bad mood, the good and bad moments. Appreciate your cries and laughs. I couldn't agree more. I mean, really, I going by that logic, I mean, what more can I say? So one thing I can say is that is a great note to end this episode on. And Berget Ixa, I thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday. Thank you for telling me about your journey, your story, and sharing your beautiful wisdom. And uh, thank you. And uh, I think that is a wrap for this episode. So thank you again, Berget. And uh, I'm Marsh Schmidt, and I'll be back soon with another episode of Mark My Words. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>